0: Episode 9 of the Big W Podcast. I'm Kevin Hillier with me, Mitch Brown. Hello, Mitch. Hello, Kev. How are you going? Oh, I'm not good. The big freeze came a week early <laughs> and Neil Danaher arrived with it. and He brought the bloody cold weather with him, but fortunately he brought a winning result as well.
1: Yeah, it was quite appropriate to uh, to have our big freeze game on a particularly freezing weekend, wasn't it? But, uh, but it was a great result. It's probably the first time... All year, I would say that for the whole game, it really felt like we were in control and it was on our terms. So, um, yeah, really pleasing to, to get a result like that and take some momentum into the bye.
0: Plenty coming up on this podcast. We're going to go back the old days, the early 1990s, and talk to Phil O'Keefe, who was uh, at the game on the weekend with Neil Danner, who, of course, played in that, uh, that very memorable 1991 grand final loss that we had. Uh, so we'll talk to Phil later on. Uh, the senior coach will join us shortly, Mark Williams. And we're also going to talk about our fabulous venue, Churnside by the river absolutely we are with our event manager Deanne but uh, a reminder about all our terrific uh, podcast sponsors including the Australian building company Homes for unbelievable prices should see their uh, their new offer. 99K it is. You can visit their display home up at uh, New Haven Display Village at Tarnit. Skybus, if you want to get to the airport uh, quick and uh, fast and uh, and frequently, they're the people to talk to. Correa Waste Management, uh, 1300 267 4696. And, of course, Churnsides by the River, which we'll talk to Deanne about uh, very, very shortly. But uh, terrific game on the weekend. Got a buy coming up this week. Everyone gets a chance to uh, clear out the cobwebs. Let's see what the senior coaches uh, got uh, planned. We'll talk to Mark Williams now. Joining us now on the Big W podcast is the senior coach, Mark Williams. Be pretty happy after a 35-point win on the weekend, Mark.
2: Yeah, very much so. You know, it was a, a really important game for us, obviously. Uh, Casey... Uh, were uh, really keen to win and uh, had some uh, senior players coming back including uh, uh, may playing in the back line there and that uh, was uh, it was a really important game Yeah, you know, we haven't played at home for a fair time so uh, to get back in front of our crowd uh, great
1: result Mark Mitch here Um it really from the outset, it felt like you had the game, um, in your control and, and on your terms, particularly around the contest, which was, um, maybe something you, you weren't able to do as much as you would have liked against, uh, Footscray and Frankston in, in the last two weeks. Was there anything different in your approach or it was just a matter of, uh, of actually executing that the way that you wanted to?
2: I was, uh, it was, uh, uh, pretty good. The, uh, you know, we got, uh, beaten pretty, uh, convincingly in the, in the taps, but, uh, the ability to read the uh, opposition and uh, plan well for uh, what they might do. I think uh, held us in good stead. You know, all the on-ballers played well, uh, really well led by um, Mick Barlow and uh, obviously um, uh, Jack Fitzpatrick sitting in the box helping for that. So um, great result for those guys.
1: Yeah, you talk about Barlow. Obviously, a huge game from him. Thirty-three disposals, I think it was. Don Brew and, and Josh Clayton, two others who who were really influential. Um, must be really pleasing to have that depth of midfield. Where say you can have against a Frankston guys like Matt Hanson and Tom Gribble really stepping up, and then uh, and then the following week have uh, have a different group of guys sort of coming to the fore.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, each week um, we need a consistent number of them uh, I thought Gribble and uh, Hanson both played well as well, so uh, you know it wasn't as if they they didn't play well but it was nice that the others joined in as well and uh, you know uh, dom Dom uh, Brewer has been pretty consistent all the time he he certainly uh, gets his head in uh, head in under and uh, gets his knees dirty and uh, really wins that inside ball for us and uh, provides a lot of openings for the others to uh, to move through.
1: Uh, You spoke about Stephen May, who uh, obviously was a big focus for the uh, external commentators down there in the, uh, in the demons defense. And um, there was the added challenge of, of Tim house being a a late withdrawal as well. Uh, You must've been pretty happy with the way that the Fords were able to step up and, uh, and cover him and, um, and um, counter for the, the Casey defense. Yeah. You
2: know, uh, with Jake Riccardi, he's only young guy. I think he had nine marks. uh, So that was pretty impressive. And, uh, Kicked a few goals, and I uh, you know, have efficiency inside fifty. I think it's the best in the in the in the league. So um, you know, uh, Nick Duffy and the forwards have got uh, something going well there. Obviously, the connection between the, the rest of the, the group, the backs and the mids, uh, to to be able to provide the forwards uh, with what they're doing is important as well. So uh, it's a nice mix. Uh, you know, we had uh, um, right, uh, what's his name, Kemp coming uh, into our group uh, first time. Uh, for a while, and uh, that, that was nice to, to see he added to it as well. Um, so, um, you know, we're getting a few different numbers in there. I think we've probably played 30 players so far this year. Um, so, um, you know, uh, you need to keep building on the, on the group of players so to make sure that, uh, you know, when injuries come, like uh, Tim Houser. You know, prior to the game, there was about three or four players. Uh, it didn't even train on Thursday. We weren't sure if they are going to play, Matt Hanson being one of those. So, you know, it was a great result for him to be able to play under those adverse conditions as well as, uh, I think, Dan Nelson as well. So, yeah, pretty good job.
0: So does the bike come at a good time from that point of view, Choco? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah it, it does. You know, it'll just uh, uh, clean up a few little niggle injuries and, uh, you know, fatigue comes in around this time of the year. So it's, it's pretty nice, you know, um, I think it's supposed to be uh, a pretty uh, hazardous sort of wind and, and rain today and uh, this week. So, uh, you know, to be able to change up training and uh, keep it fresh is, uh, is always important.
1: So yeah, important day for the club being able to get a win like that ahead of the bye. But um, important in, a, in probably a, a more significant sense as well in terms of uh, of what it was uh, raising funds for and and raising awareness for with the uh, the the big freeze campaign being supported. Um, really special obviously to have Neil Danaher there on the day and and be able to come down and talk to the players pre-game. Yeah,
2: I wasn't aware that Neil played at uh, Werribee after his uh, AFL career and uh, you know uh, 19 games, 44 goals and. Uh... Uh, you know, is he connected? Does he really care? And, you know, for him to come down and uh, be part with his uh, mates that played at that time, it was terrific to see, you know. Um, and Neil being uh, the, the guy he is, you know, uh, he has connections with everyone that he um, he played football with where it was back at where he started to uh, uh, where he finished. So um, to have Neil and the, I don't know, probably five or six other guys from, from uh, that era, uh, Coming to the rooms before the game and talk to the players and uh, just be part of our preparation uh, was great, and you know certainly our current day players really embraced him and uh, his message, and and uh, you know we're certainly right behind him and uh, and the fight uh, MND. D. So um, uh, good luck to Neil, and uh, you know good luck to the uh, foundation as they uh, continually uh, raise funds to uh, to see what they can do to uh, to get a result.
0: Uh, with the buy, Choco, do you get a chance to kind of blow the cobwebs at yourself and just uh, put the pause button on, on footy for a little while or does the mind keep ticking over?
2: Um, well, we'll do a kind of player review in the next this week so uh, individual players will meet and make sure we know, you know, they t- set goals at the start of the year. We'll uh, go through those again now, see how they're progressing, see what else we can do Uh you know, a couple of our players, Aidan Dominic and uh, and uh, Darcy Bennett, played in the Young Guns yesterday. So I went down to Port Melbourne and watched that. So uh, it's been a busy, busy weekend, uh, I'd have to say, uh, you know, doing the tape and all that. So uh, we uh, we look a, a short short way ahead knowing who we're going to play. I see that Tannabry played for Sandrian, so he'll probably play again next week. Um, so uh, we we need to be ready for that as well. And uh, playing at Moravian, so uh, it's more my home ground this week. So I'll be yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. be able to get up get up late and cruise down on my bike. It's a, it's that close to uh, to where I live.
1: On the subject of young guns, Mark, Tom Boyd, obviously, um, his quota is, uh, as 23rd player is up, I believe, meaning that someone new will have to uh, swing into the mix for the next game. Uh, is there anyone who's uh, who's putting their hand up and, and making a really good show of things to uh, to potentially get that spot?
2: Well, yeah, there a few of them are. You know, uh, a couple of uh, young blokes are injured. Uh, Jack Watkins is um, uh, disappointed. Uh, you know, he's got a, a foot injury this in a moon boot for a while so he he kinda of misses out and uh Hudson Garoni's uh a bit injured as well. So, you know, unfortunately they'll have to wait their time. But uh uh kind of Thar was playing really well. Unfortunately he had a head injury so we uh, we didn't play him uh this week. Uh so well, we'll see how he is in a couple of weeks time. Um obviously Aiden is uh, available as well and Tyler Watts um that's off the top of my head anyway. So I'm uh uh, you know we've got we've got a few and you know watching the young guns we can pick uh, a couple of those players as well that uh, are playing elsewhere if if we uh, can see a, a need for those as well so uh, we keep our eyes open and see what we can do.
0: Mark, we uh, thank you for your time. Uh, enjoy a couple of days off. You get a chance over the uh, over the long long weekend, the bye weekend, and we'll uh, talk to you again soon. Uh,
2: look forward to it, guys. And uh, once again, thanks for the great support, uh, both you and. Uh, and the supporters are giving us and uh, keep jumping on and uh, continue looking for our volunteers and anyone else that wants to be involved, certainly put your hand up and come down the club. Thank you very much.
0: Joining us on the Big W podcast now, former player, we thought it was an opportune moment with the bike coming up to uh, have a chat to a former player of the club. Man who joined the club in 1990 played 50 games and kicked 125 goals. His name is Phil O'Keefe, and he's on the line now. G'day, Phil. How are you?
3: G'day, Kev. G'day, Mitch. How are you?
0: We're going well. Thank going you. very well. Uh, have you taken the beanie off that you had uh, donned the the big bunce uh, across Saturday? Your big freeze beanie?
3: Yeah, no, I had that on for two days actually, um, and it was it was it was great. We we uh, we caught up. Uh, a group of us had played together in '91. Uh, naturally with Neil Danaher and um, we there we, was about, uh, I think about 10 of us went out for lunch uh, we generally catch up once or twice a year, um, so we went out for lunch on the Friday and then um, uh, had the beanie on there, support Neil of course, and then uh, come to the game on Saturday with the beanie on as well. But it's good weather to wear the beanie.
0: Yeah, beautiful, just as well. Hey, look, I want to ask you about that—that that ninety-one grand final. I mean, it was a, it's a, it's a landmark one in the in the club's history. But it's obviously a game that I, I would imagine still to this day irks those that were involved in it a little bit.
3: Yes, uh, it, it, I'm, I'm, yeah, it does. It does. It's, uh, it, it's, uh, you know, when you when you make grand finals like that, you. You know, you're in it to win it, and um, and we, and we probably um, we would probably let it slip a little bit, and uh, um, but there's some great players in there, and uh, you know, sometimes, uh, yeah, well, you can't always win, of course, but uh, yeah, but absolutely, there's a few of us that uh, yeah, it's not 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 a good memory for me anyway, that's for sure. <laughs> uh,
0: what are your memories of the day? Uh
3: well, I, I, I didn't go too well, and then I um, uh, I come on again in the last quarter, and then just towards the end of the game, I um, I, I got sent off. So um, uh, that, that that wasn't that wasn't quite the way I wanted the game to finish for for the team. But um, uh, you know, and then we lost the game, of course. So uh, I I do remember uh, um, the. I think it was Channel 9 or Channel 10 or something, the camera's coming on to me when I was sitting in the box and I swore into the camera and my nan was at home and she's passed away now. My nan was at home watching the telly and she was the only one in the family who said that I didn't swear. (laughs)
2: Um, She she used to
3: love me. But uh, anyway...
0: Yeah. Oh, dear idea, oh, ninety two another. Uh, I mean, another successful year for the club. I think we won the premiers cup that year in ninety two, which was the first time that had been uh, that had been played for. And we got a fair whack of cash out of that. And then we, we move into ninety three and the arrival of Donald McDonald. What what change did that make for you, Phil? Because I mean, Donald obviously as a forward, you played as a forward. Did it did it change the dynamic for you at that at that stage?
3: Yeah, for sure. And we got Jack there as well. Yep. Um it, it worked well for it worked well for a while. Um it was a it was an amazing build up. Like like when I got there in ninety, there was a group of us that that sort of got there, Frankie Lazerputty and then and then, you know, Linton Fitzpatrick, and then we you know, there was Nick Walsh that was there, well established, and there was Stephen Sells and you know, and Anthony Eames and and, and these guys and it was a it was a real real good build up actually and then 92 was poor, um, we, we, we were poor that year, unfortunately we couldn't back up, um, you know, making the grand final, I think, I don't even know if we made the finals to be honest with you, and then um, 93 when Mac had come along, it, it was, yeah, it was just a breath of fresh air and him being um, just a different character um, and being a character as, as such anyway and um, and sort of leading from the front as a player and... Um and, and he yeah, he he, he was it was hard but fair and we yeah, we attacked that year with um um yeah, with a lot of uh, enthusiasm and, and we had some great players around the place and matter of fact, you know, by by the time we get to the grand final, um the amount of guys that didn't play in the grand final and the, the guy that year who I who I thought was our best player, which was uh, Dallas Normington, um, he he copped a broken jaw early on in, um, I, I think about three quarters of the way through the year or or towards the end of the season, so he didn't even play. And then there was blokes like Nick Walsh, who was a champion of the club, and and Stephen Sells, who were you know both injured. Um, Fitz Fitzpatrick was injured. Um, I missed out on the game. There was uh, Greg Reynolds, there was a there was a, an enormous amount of really really good. Senior players that didn't play that day, and the team, and then leading into that game, we had the the, the crackers were playing. I think Jimmy was playing, his yep. brother was playing, and um, they'd sort of they went walkabout, and then um, you know we finally um, uh, won our way into the grand final, and the, and the team that went out there on the day, uh, if you if you ever see any footage of it, the, the mud it was, it was, you know, it was a muddy. Uh, terrible day, and uh, and we and we couldn't have picked a better side to run out there, to be honest with you. And, and the blokes that, that played on the day were just unbelievable. Ian Wilson, and uh, and the like, and your uh, Geary, Geary yeah. played, Richard Geary played. I played with Gears at, at Werribee. and I'll tell you right now, that was his best game by far.
0: <laughs> John Lamont, <laughs> I, had a, John Lamont had a very good day on the on grand final day as well.
3: Johnny had Johnny was like he, he, he was like the, the cracker brothers he was Johnny he, he had the ball on a string and um, uh, you know it was uh, uh, rod Mcpherson was yeah, yeah. He, he was a, he was a genius in the in the wet um, Ian Wilson was a genius in the wet I would just and, and macca sort of trained us that way throughout the year we um you know we could play in all-weather and um, but we just had a really good wet weather side and, and on the day it just a team rain. It it rained into the game, and um, yeah, and that that was a, that was a great game. Um, to to not be a part of the team. Um, How yeah, hard was that, that for you, Phil? Thing. Yeah, look, it was hard. It was hard. But um, as I went on, I mean, as soon as the game was finished, I ran out there and um, uh, grabbed Macker and put him on my shoulders and and carried him off the ground. So. I was quite proud of that. At least I've got one photo somewhere in the rooms. So I have
0: it in front that. of me, and I'm going to put it up on the uh, on the Facebook page when we when we post this uh, podcast. It is for me one of the iconic photos of the of the Footy Club because it's it's after the game. You can see David all day. You can see Matty Power, with, you know, blood streaming down his face, and a bloke in a in a checked uh, sort of duffel coat type thing holding Macker up is you, who didn't play in that game, which I think says a lot about the Footy Club, about you, and about Macker.
3: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and um, it was uh, it was. I, I was glad I'd done that, and I was glad I I dealt with it that way because I yeah. actually went on later on and coached a lot of years, and was fortunate to coach in a lot of grand finals. And it's it's heartbreaking to um, not put some players in that de- deserve to get in, but you know, as they say, there can only fit so many te- players in a team. And I and I always say, you know, like just um, I, I go to all the reunions. Uh, I embrace it like I was a part of it and, uh, and I still feel a part of it. I, I, I love it. I, I think it's great. And, and there are some players that, you know, get a little bit hard on themselves and they do this out. They don't like to come around. And, oh, look, I'm, I'm just the opposite. I just uh, – it was all about the team. That's the way back of coach. That's the way we all were. I mean, even though we wanted to be the one out there, um, you know, we, we weren't and, and so be it. So, um, yeah, that was good. Good good day.
0: Now, you actually got Crook in the lead-up to the to the finals, didn't you? I mean, you, play, you, oh, you, you played – you got food poisoning, didn't you? Yeah,
3: I got food poisoning two games out. So the, um, we played uh, – I can't remember who we played, but we played out of a rabbit. And I, I, I was in the back of the car going to the ground, and, and I shouldn't have played. And on that day, um, I think Ian Wilson didn't play. I think Rod McPherson didn't play. I shouldn't have played, but I played. The following week, I was at Crook that I – I couldn't play, <laughs> and then of course all, all those guys come back in, and we we beat Springvale in that last famous. Um, I think uh, Matty Power uh, uh, kicked it through to Jack as is, and, and then Jack kicked the goal, and we got into the grand final. And basically, Macca and then I was right to play in the grand final, but basically Macca said, "Look, I'm not going to change a winning side," and and that's 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 how it sort of went. Yeah. So we all had to sort of get behind it and everything, but um, uh, but yeah, it was an amazing. You know, amazing three weeks because you know. Without going into it, I reckon the side that we got beaten, the the, guy, the, the day that I played, I reckon there would have been six changes from that side to the grand final side, and that's in two weeks. I mean, that, that's it's sort of unheard of. I mean, you you see teams mainly they get that stability about them, they make it to, through to the grand final, and and everyone knows what everyone's doing, and that, that's what makes them so powerful. But I, I've never I've never seen that stat, but I wouldn't mind saying that there was you know. a, would have been nearly six players, I reckon. Yep. Would have been a, a change, which is which is enormous, and just showed how how much depth we had at the club that year. And and like I say, our best player, who I I believe, and I've spoken to many guys in actually on the weekend, uh, said it again. You know, Dallas Norman was our best player that year. He, he was an absolute gun of a player, and um, unfortunately, uh, copped a, 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 someone broke his jaw behind the play.
0: So, wouldn't be doing it to uh, Chief Inspector Normington these days, I wouldn't have thought. No, and, I'm, and
3: I'm, just, I'm just wondering whether he would have followed that up down the track, too, because uh, it, it, it was a little bit of um, – it, it was wrong. Whatever the bloke yep. done, it was wrong. Yep. So, um, But, uh, yeah, no, and, and what a great man, too. So, Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, and, and talking of things that were wrong, it, it, was it the 93 year was the year that, that you were outed, I think, for four or five weeks, when a bloke smeared blood on your face? <laughs>
3: yes Was that 93 we uh it was 93 yeah it, it was we, we'd had a um we'd we'd had a tussle um I was playing on ball funnily enough I, yep. I, and uh I, Mac, Mac had got me that fit and um <laughs> and then I had a tussle on the on the wing at the out, on the far side and then I ran across to where there was a ball up right in front of the grandstand at Werribee. and um and this guy um he, he, I'd split his eyebrow on the other side. And he, he kept on grabbing the blood. That was when the Grim Rupert came out on TV. Remember when yeah. they were, they were, there was a big thing about HIV and whatnot? And anyway, right in front of the umpires, the umpires about to bowl the ball up, uh, do it, throw the ball in the air for a, for a stoppage. Um, he kept on wiping blood in my face, and I said to the umpire, "As you do, um, you know, if he keeps wiping blood in my face, I'm I'm going to knock him out." And he done it again, and I, I actually knocked him out. Um, okay. and true to your word, Phil. That <laughs> was true to my word, and uh, I got uh, it was a it was a landmark case. And when I went into the tribunal, um, the AFL stepped in, and they wanted me to lay charges because they wanted to set the foundation for just for football in general that. Because um, that's when the blood rule come in. Matter of fact, after that um, incident at the tribunal, that's when the blood rule come in. And I said, look, I'm not going to, I'm not going to press charges and whatnot. It wasn't in, it wasn't in our makeup uh, as a family. So, um, uh, so they give him ten weeks, and I think I got six. <laughs> and and, he, and the poor bugger got knocked out. So <laughs> yeah. that was uh, that was quite ironic. And my father, who's uh, recently passed away, it was yeah. quite funny because as. As the incident happened, um, uh, I, I got taken off. Well, I, I, maybe I'll sent off. Who knows? It yeah. ended up a, a big all-in brawl, and I come off the ground. And, and for some unknown, strange r- reason, they took him. Um, his name was Paul Scarra, They took him him down the race, our race, into our rooms, and they put me down our race into our rooms. So it was on again inside the rooms and I'm glad (laughs) my father was here to help out because I had about four or five trainers there. We only had myself and my dad. So, uh, that was another little incident. So yeah, <laughs> it was uh, comedy capers sometimes.
0: A uh, a colourful history with the football club, Phil. But uh, look, it was terrific to see you back there on the weekend with the uh, with the ninety one boys and with Neil um, uh, to support him and to support the club. It's terrific the way you you have embraced that. And as I mentioned, that that photo of you with Donald is, I think, one of the iconic photos of our football club's history. Thanks for your time, mate. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Well done. Thank you. Bye. Well, Mitch, thought it was an opportune time now uh, because this is you know, a celebratory weekend coming up, the Queen's birthday. You might have a birthday coming up, you might have uh, some sort of celebration, you want to know where to go. So I've got Deanne Moosa on the line now who of course is the venue manager for Churnsides by the River. Hello Deanne. Hello.
4: Uh, well, thank,
0: thanks for joining uh, Mitch and myself. Now tell us a little about Churnsides by the River. We know all about it but you want to tell other people about what a great place it is.
4: Oh, absolutely. Um, it's a wonderful space for all, uh function, particularly for birthdays. Uh, we're really interested in celebrating uh, everyone's life at all stages. Um, we also do a lot of uh, club events too, presentation nights and mid-season balls and corporate events. Um, we actually host a lot of educational classes too, so we're quite diverse in what's available.
1: And uh, some pretty good uh, facilities available as well, Deanne, in terms of things like Wi-Fi and and screen access that you can use as well. Can you give us a little bit of a rundown on that?
4: Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, very modern facility, and it's got um, all that you need for running any sort of presentation, Um, even just slideshows of your birthday um, as well. Uh, We've got lecterns, radio microphones, um, four different screens in the full room. Otherwise, um, in the half space, there's two different screens, and that's all included um, in our pricing as well. So not very many spaces and venues have those available.
0: And that's exactly the question I wanted to ask. The capacity of the room can change from sort of how big to how small?
4: Yeah. So we we have done events as small as like 30 people, Um, so it can be great when it's intimate, but also we've gone up to about 200 people standing as well in a cocktail in the full space.
0: Beautiful. And how do people, what's the best way for people to find out exactly uh, what the venue looks like and how they go about contacting you?
4: Yeah, absolutely. The best way is just to go online, Google us, churnsidesbytheriver.com.au and um, you can find our pricing information, all our different menus and drinks on there, a bit about um, the different things we include as well. And um, yeah, how to contact me directly, book a site visit, everything's available online.
0: Beautiful. Thank you, DM. We appreciate your time. Look forward to seeing you again soon. Thank you. Thanks, Kevin and Mitch. Whoa. Packed podcast today. Senior Absolutely, coach. Bit of past player activity there with Phil O'Keefe and finally churn sides by the We're window. just cramming it in, Kev. <laughs> uh, Mitch, thanks for your time. Uh, terrific to have you as part of the podcast. My pleasure, Kev. Uh, and, of course, we thank our terrific sponsors, the Australian Building Company, Homes for Unbelievable Prices. Uh, go and check out uh, their new deal. It, it is an absolute beauty for first-home buyers only uh, for ninety nine k. Check it out. Uh, Coraya Waste Management, of course, uh, that's clean, efficient, and sustainable waste management services. Skybus to get you to the airport nice and quick. And Churnsides by the River, as uh, Deanne mentioned, all the details there. Now, the next home game, uh, week off this week, then uh, Sandringham at Marabin. As Choco mentioned.
1: Just to complicate things, yes. Obviously, uh, Sandringham and the Saints uh, just moving a little bit closer into alignment this year. Um, we've already seen the uh, the, the multicoloured jumper come out a couple of times, so uh, maybe we'll see that again. Yeah, not sure what they'll wear against us, but mm.
0: back to Moorabbin. Oh... Memories of Moravan, the, the, the animal enclosure, yeah, that's what they yeah, call it, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. The next home game, of uh, course, will be against Williamstown. That's on Sunday the 23rd. Ben Hudson will be the guest speaker at the lunch. So Big Benny, who, uh, of course, uh, uh, played at, uh, at Werribee and then got drafted uh, to Adelaide. The Ladies' Day, I want to remind you about that coming up on Saturday the 27th of July. And also wanted to uh, mention on the podcast the passing of uh, Kevin Combin, who uh, we uh, we uh, showed our, our acknowledgement of, uh, of his contribution by wearing black armbands uh, last week against Casey. Kevin was on the original committee of the footy club back in 1965. The Combin family name has been synonymous with the footy club over many years through, through Bruce of course as a coach, through John who played, was a best and fairest winner and is now a legend of the club um, and, uh, and, and Billy in the early days as chairman of selectors and Kevin on that first committee and of course uh, went on to be vice president of the club at one stage as well. So the contribution of the, uh, the Combin family both on and off the field acknowledged but uh, our commiserations and condolences to the Combin family on the recent passing of Kevin. Thanks, Mitch. We'll catch you soon. Thanks, Kev. And uh, don't forget all the details of what you need to know on the uh, Werribee Footy Club Facebook page or on our website.